1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believe.
2: Roll for initiative.
3: Welcome to the legendary game of the imagination, where players become brave adventurers in a world of enchantment, a world of betrayal, and now in a world a Botox.
1: Guys, I have a question. What is a grotto? <laughs>
3: <laughs> this season on the
1: Real Housewives of
2: D&D. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Your crystals are trash, and so are you. Not everybody is cut out to be in the spotlight. I have a Costco membership. I've never been in a Costco. <laughs> Give me a survival check on this whole scenario. Something very bad has happened. We have fallen into another land. Y'all, I don't think this is Los Angeles.
1: It feels not Los Angeles-y. And then suddenly, a
2: fireball comes hurtling out of the darkness straight towards Kiki. No! There's waterfall up ahead. Quick, swim out the river. Anya bursts forth from the water like the Little Mermaid when she first grows legs. The ancestors scream in your ear. That's a dragon! You do not just a cartwheel, but it's a sexy cartwheel. Oh. Not happy. Kiki wants to throw her Louboutin at this nymph. Why would she say that? Why would she say that? That is so mean. Oh, this is somebody's idea of a really fun girls' weekend. Come for the
3: dungeons, stay for the dragons, and get ready for a whole lot
2: of drama. Oh
1: my God, you guys!
3: It's the real housewives of Dandy! I'm
2: feeling a little bored, and I'd like to get on a horse. <laughs> Listen to Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons wherever you get your podcasts. Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker, created by Chris Conner and Brian Nelson. Episode 202, Fanatology.
1: This is Agent Caliban. Can you hear me? Hello, Agent Stoker. Are you there?
3: Yes, yes, of course I'm here.
1: Oh, good. Those earbuds you picked up in the airport are paying off.
3: They said turn off electronics.
1: And you followed instructions but I exist in the web now. It took a while, but I found a way back to you through the plane's Wi-Fi.
3: Great.
1: Would you rather not talk to me? I I suppose it's best not to call attention to yourself, even if we did get a row all to ourselves. People will wonder why you're talking to yourself so much. We do need a calm flight for a change. Remember when we flew to Omaha that time? (laughs) Sure you do. You were very ingenious in keeping that man from transforming into his werewolf incarnation mid-flight. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks. Uh, Do you mind if I talk for a bit, since you want to stay quiet? I'm a little anxious about everything in Maryland. I'm not sure how to process it, any of it. The whole idea that we met a member of the Night Brigade who was physically changed after that meeting and doesn't remember... What if my electronic spirit was ever overwritten? Would I recall it either? I'd notice. Depending on how strong your last drink was, yes, you might. I find it all deeply unsettling, and I'm already as physically unsettled as someone can get. I want to distract myself. Both of us, right? Sure. We were lucky to get a ticket to Portland on such short notice. DCA has certainly changed. Its new name has never made sense to me, but as airports go, it's doing well. (laughs) And those books you picked up in Adams Morgan should get you through the flight. I'm especially curious about that volume on baseball history. You know, I'm really touched by your developing interest in the sport, don't you? What's your favorite team so far? And you don't have to say the Orioles. Carts. The cards. Do you really mean that? Or are you just trying to speak in single words in order to avoid awkward reactions from the next row?
3: <laughs> Nicknames.
1: Oh, yes, interesting. The Cardinals are a storied franchise. Stan the Man, Pepper Martin, Creepy Crespy, Wizard of Oz Smith, all the list goes on and on. Did you know that during the pandemic, St. Louis built a caravan of forty-one rental cars so the cards could safely get to
3: Hello. Is that your seat? It could be now. But you were assigned another seat. Well, not exactly. Was something wrong with your previous seat? Why are you sitting here, now? You were talking to yourself. I thought you might need company. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Anything wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Which sounds like your way of saying no. I'm okay. Which is still quite an indirect way to say no. I don't need company. I appreciate your intentions, but no. I'm okay. Are you? Your concern is thoughtful. Hmm. Well, you're taking your time with that cocktail you ordered. Would it have looked better to you if I had downed it in a single gulp? There's chugging it, and then there's nursing it so long it starts to look like a life preserver. You're not my sponsor. (laughs) Oh. Do you have a sponsor? I don't see how it's your business. I just didn't recall you having a sponsor at this point. I don't currently have one. No. I, what do you mean about what you recall? Nothing wrong with a drink now and then. Moscow Mule was a wise choice. Even if they can't give you a brass mug, huh? And on top of everything else, you eavesdropped on my drink order? Well, I simply recognize it, and it makes sense for a long flight. And there are limited options available at this altitude, the Moscow Mule is low on the acid, unlike a Bloody Mary or a mimosa. The ginger beer soothes the stomach. The vodka soothes the mind. You sound... like me. So maybe it's okay that we talk for a few moments?
1: Turn the phone toward this passenger, agent's toker so I can get a good look at him.
3: Hello, Agent Caliban.
1: Can you see me?
3: How could I possibly see an electronic presence? Can he hear me? Obviously, I can't hear you unless Agent Stoker shares one of his earbuds. Of course you know us.
1: How does he know I'm here, exactly?
3: I remember. I don't recall every single line of our conversation, but I've still got the gist. And you've been through this exchange before? Many, many years back. Because you're from the future? Good boy! Ooh. I have to say, one thing that time travel movies never get right? What it's like to actually see the past again. Everything looks full of light, just radiating, so bright and fresh, even in an era like this. It's all you can do to keep your eyes from bugging out of your head, Is drinking it all in. These are the tiniest little details. The in-flight magazine, the little fob securing your tray table. The inches they squeezed away between the aisles. It's hard not to be overwhelmed by all the minutia. I suppose it would be tedious for Back to the Future to include 20 minutes of Marty just staring and staring at everything, but it would be more true to my experience. (laughs) And how experienced with time travel are you? Ah. I hate to brag. What? How far in the future are you from?
1: That's not the issue here, Agent Stoker. I'm running a vocal analysis of this man. I believe... I have to warn you right now. I believe he's... you.
3: You're not the future me. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I was pretty sure I was. Stop. Stop time-traveling or stop being you? I... either. Both. I can return to my own time, but I'm afraid I'm saddled with being you. In for the duration, one might say. Prove it. Look at me closely. I don't look oddly familiar. To start with, I thought I'd have more hair. So you do believe me? No, that's uh, a reason not to believe you. My father and my grandfather both had serious heads of hair. Except your father never lived to be my age, did he? Not after the incident at the intersection of Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe. Just because someone knows Mexico City doesn't mean they're me. Um, I remember this so vividly. This appalling habit of yours to doubt everything, to interrogate everything. What would prove who I am to you? Hmm. If I told you the name that you and Leila Zomarodi picked out for your child? Leila. Layla and I Will have a child? No You picked out a name for the baby But something will happen first Why would you Why would you fuck with me like this? You're not me I wouldn't be this cruel Wouldn't you though? You think you won't change in the face of the years ahead? You'll remain exactly the same person What changes me? We'll get to that I'm hopeful that we've reached a point where you believe I'm who I say I am. I, I, I can't remember how long it took to convince you, but I, I recall it took some doing. Just don't tell me anything more about the child.
1: So what's the methodology for this time travel? He talks about moving back and forth, but it's theorized that scientific time travel might only go in one direction and would require accounting for revolution of the Earth through space, not to Yes, mention...
3: what kind of time travel lifts this? Is it scientific or, or magical? Those are my only choices. If, if you and I make physical contact, is, is that trouble? Do we... Ow! Don't flick me in my goddamn forehead... Just setting your mind at ease. I touched you, and golly, Moses, the plane hasn't exploded. Ignore all those 60s TV shows. Reality itself won't unravel if your present self happens to jostle your future self on an airplane armrest. I'm still curious what makes me such an unreconstructed jerk in the future. Oh, if only it were just that I'm a jerk. Uh, What are you, then? I am a thanatologist. You study death? It's a growing field. A lot of death in your day? Even more in my night. Because... hell, it's because we're not able to stop the reversal of the Big Bang. Bingo. Not yet. So in your study of death, you no longer work for the Night Brigade? (laughs) That charming little organization ceases to exist before too long. In your timeline. But by your warning me about it, we have the chance to create another timeline in which that never happens. In which you'll cease to exist, too. Oh, I'll always exist. The world in which you make a royal botch of it all. That's a constant. But yes, you've read enough speculative fiction to understand that... my future does not have to be your future. You're going to tell me how to avoid it? In a way, but I can't tell you how to prevent it. Just come out with it, you bastard! personal.
1: I'm not clear on what you two are talking about just now.
3: What have you come to tell me, old man? You're landing in Portland. I know that. You plan to rent a car and travel east? I have to. Because? I need to see what's become of James Woman's remains. I need to know if Simon Diaz has successfully regrown him. I need to see if Caroline Dow has been of any help to them. And I need to... Guarantee that Engage isn't twisting these events to its own purposes. Quite the agenda. You know all of this painfully well. But as it turns out, you don't have to drive east. Don't I? Mm-mm. I... You could drive north, check out Olympia, Tacoma, hm? Puget Sound. What would I find there? Nothing. Precisely
1: nothing. He is definitely you. He takes just a little too long to get to the damn point.
3: Why would I drive north, then? Because it's not east. Because you could avoid the whole thing. You you head east, you're on a path that leads step by step to great peril. You head north, you get to enjoy a little time for yourself. Away from the drama of the Night Brigade. You'll get to savor a couple of years because it all heads south. Because you head north. Just a couple of years. They'll be tranquil. You could send for Layla. You can get a job at a bookstore. Maybe Henderson Books in Bellingham. It's got its share of artifacts and curiosities. You could live a quiet, simple life for as long as you'd have. And when things explode, as they'll literally do in that part of the continent, it'll take you quickly. You and Layla won't even feel it. You're offering me a chance to escape the devastation. Maybe not such a jerk now, am I? Hmm? This is just something I wish someone had offered me. And if I take that option, if I head north, the world ends? A lot of it. But if you don't take it, there's no guarantee you change things. And you probably end up being me. Look at. It's a disincentive. Quite the choice. Thanks. If you get your head on straight, you can pretend you don't know what's down the road. Everyone knows they'll eventually die after all, yet they still find ways to enjoy the time. Denial undeniably works for a lot of folks. But you, of all people, should know how lousy I am at it. Nobody would have to know that you know what's coming. I would know. Except Dijon Caliban. And she'll have her own problems to deal with?
1: What does that mean?
3: Whether you go east or not, Agent Stoker, there's a little crisis in Buenos Aires that will keep Agent Caliban occupied.
1: At least I'll finally get to visit
3: Argentina. You really need to consider this offer, Agent Stoker. And what if I consider it, and then I still travel east? Then at least you realize you had the chance. You'll have made your bed. Thanks to my training in psychology, it turns out, intentionality matters to me. People making conscious choices.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: So much for denial. Look! Do I have to explain my work to you? In the future, I'm cataloging all the ways that people die. The town in Vermont whose atoms spontaneously disperse. The old men from Latvia to Melbourne who grow poisonous flowers in the kidneys. The pythons in Brazil emerge with their prey and start taking revenge for the devastation of the Amazon. And the baseball team in Kyoto whose hearts turn to molten lava. A teenager in Cape Town named Camilla who grows roots that sink into the power grid of the city and start explosions. The scented chemicals from Jupiter that migrate here for new real estate. There's a lot to document. And you document it because it's too late to stop it? I document it because it's one of the few fucking jobs left in my time! Now, guys, keep it down. You know what? Anybody who ever wished they could be one with the universe turns out they needed to be careful what they wish for. When the Big Bang happened, everything and everyone spread out, individuated, became unique. With the Big Bang reversing itself, the boundaries between everything are breaking down between solid, gas, and liquid, between animate and inanimate, between two dimensions, three dimensions, four dimensions, between people and animals, and asteroids and dark matter. The idea that everything could have its own identity. Hey
0: guys, that had a good run. You guys, seriously? Huh? Oh, please?
3: With everything merging? It's not pretty. Sir, please keep your voice down. Thank you. And cataloging all of this has sent you back to me. When you could just as well travel back in time and warn Einstein or, or, or Carl Sagan or... Uh, I can't. There's a moment in time in the year 2039 when time breaks down, but it's brief and it's not a passport anywhere. Like, like attracts like. I could revisit my old past and hope that something can change. I've made a lot of different attempts in the last three hours. This is just one of them. I don't know for sure if any of them will work out, but I have to try. Wouldn't you, if you had the chance to warn your past self about what's coming, wouldn't you feel like you needed to make the effort? I'm not so sure. I call it bullshit! Now that I know what it's like to hear from my future self, I think I might pass. You, you say that now? Yes, I'm here. I remember saying that just now you'll feel differently when you're my age. I have this feeling I've heard that sign up before. Who said that once? Oh, yeah. Every old man since the beginning of recorded history. You don't think there's something you tell your younger self? Let's just see. Beep.
2: Beep captain has turned on the seatbelt sign. We're going through just a little turbulence. Please return to your seat.
3: (laughs) What am I doing here? Oh no. I'm on a plane? This doesn't look like any plane I know.
1: What happened Agent Stoker? What happened to your older self?
3: He vanished and in his place, I hate to say it, but this looks like me at around uh, age 21. Excuse me? You do look kind of like me, I guess, but it's more than a passing resemblance. I was walking across the quad, and now—somewhat roofy, me, or something. Let me show you something on my phone here. That's a phone. I'm on some serious drugs. It probably feels that way. So your phone is also like a mini laptop. Can can I see? I'd
1: prefer he didn't.
3: You're taking this very well. I mean, it, it's a dream, right? Like like Calderon de la Barca or the end of New Heart, except I probably don't wake up in bed with Suzanne Bichette. Sometimes I can wake myself up if I'm having a nightmare. Lucid dreaming, you know. But this doesn't seem like a nightmare. Is this what planes look like in the future? Yeah. They got cramped. Hey, ooh, can I get a cocktail too? Let me just call the stewardess. Not a good idea right now. Okay, sir, whatever you say. You think you're me in 30 or 40 years? Do I look that old? Where are we flying? Portland, Oregon. Cool. I've been saving up to see my dad in Mexico City. Yes, about that. Don't. Don't what? Don't go to Mexico City. Why not? Well, it feels kind of exciting. Something's going to happen. ...with your father. Something, uh... What? what? What are you talking about? He'd never believe me. I know. Who'd never believe you? You talking to someone else? In here. This is called a Moscow mule. you like it. Mm. You're right. I don't really associate mules with Moscow, but this is worth rolling with. What are you telling me about Mexico City? <sighs> you know how in dreams things don't make sense. That's how you know this is a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could never be my oldest self. Oh, really? Why is that? Well, oh, look in your bag there. Yeah, You've got a book about baseball. Seriously? <laughs> baseball. <laughs> I guess you're right. I do like this drink. <sighs> Might as well enjoy the ride. And maybe...
1: Please return to your seats. And he's gone. Your younger self.
3: returned to his seat after a fashion.
1: And your older self hasn't come back?
3: Perhaps that window has gone.
1: Do you remember this happening in your youth, Agent Stoker? Do you recall something that you thought was a dream where you talked to your older self?
3: Who gave me a taste for alcohol and tried to warn me about Mexico City? I do not. I don't even remember knowing Calderon de la Barca at that age.
1: (laughs) Perhaps you just woke up and forgot it all.
3: Is it possible that this is all just my dream, that I, I fell asleep on the flight?
1: My digital presence can tell you tomorrow that it was not
3: a dream. Unless, unless I keep dreaming and dream a tomorrow in which you tell me that. You were just saying how
1: lousy you are at denial.
3: The question now, the question is what do I with all of this, how do I come back from all of this?
1: Well, you're no longer worried about being overheard talking to yourself. Maybe that's progress. And you can open up that baseball book and read about the Cardinals, they've had their share of inspiring comebacks.
3: Maybe my younger self was the one sending me the message. Maybe I should just enjoy the ride.
1: Does that mean once we land, you'll
3: drive north? instead of east. It means I'm going to close my eyes and enjoy the ride. Okay, then. Sweet dreams. This is Agent Stoker, recording an addendum to the audio from today's journey. I've stopped in Central Oregon at a day's inn. I need to crash and reboot before I investigate what might be happening with the Gage and James Wellman. Needless to say, when I landed at PDX, I rented a car and drove east, not north. As I turned onto Highway 26, east... Of course, it was raining, and so it was hard to see clearly, but I saw a man on the side of the freeway, and despite the mist... I am completely convinced it was my older self. He raised a hand in greeting, but he also looked sad for me. Not surprised, but... Sad, nonetheless. I hope that maybe I can find a way to surprise him in the days to come.
2: Agent Stoker, episode 202. Thanatology, starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Amy Hill as Agent Caliban, Larkin Bell as Flight Attendant, Emily Deschanel as the voice of the Night Brigade, Directed by Greg Pak. Written by Brian Nelson. Music composed by Christy Carew. Additional music by the Parson Redheads. Sound designer and co-producer Patrick Hogan. Additional sound design, Tyler Kaiser. Producer, Larkin Bell. Producer, Dana Brower. Executive producers, Chris Conner and Brian Nelson. Produced under the jurisdiction of SAG-AFTRA. A production of Night Brigade, LLC. Agent Stoker will return in episode two oh three Passenger